This is Philly Sports with Giovanni. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Blitz is coming. Hurts sees it. Gets rid of it. It's caught for the touchdown! Here's your host, Giovanni Hamilton. Are you listening to this podcast and you're getting ready for week one and you don't have a place to place your bets? Well, guys, I have a solution for you. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest place to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available right from your mobile device. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and get in the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to the Giovanni Show. Today we have on the Philly Sports Guy. What is up, man? How are you, Gio? Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Hey man, like I said off air, um, I wish this could have been under better circumstances, but uh, I'm super excited to be talking to you because even though it was a tragic loss, I'm excited to be talking to you because I would not rather end this season with anybody else. Well, you know, I, I wish that w- when you had me come on, I was talking about how I'm getting ready to go up to Detroit. Uh, but obviously this team just didn't have it in them. You know, I, I'd love to say that, you know, there's any one thing that was the problem. I think that there were so many problems with this team that occurred that, you know, just there was it was unrecoverable, even as much as we thought that at any moment that they could flip the switch. Yeah, I mean, going into the half, having that big Devontae Smith bomb downfield, you think to yourself, we're back in this game, and then it just, nothing started to produce after that, so it was pretty sad. I could not even imagine being there like yourself. Um, it, it, it must have been pretty hard, but we appreciate seeing your content at all the games, no matter win or loss, because like you said in your video, uh, I know for me, too, I'm never going to turn on this team, win or loss. We're all brothers. That is absolutely correct. And and that's, you know, ultimately you can kind of find some solace in that, that win or lose, I don't care. It's it's always go birds to me. Uh, and I, I don't have a, a, another skin in the game for the rest of the season. So I'll watch football and I'll watch, you know, I'll root for other. So they're the fan base now that I'm kind of rooting for to try to win. But uh, other than that, it's, you know, go birds all the time, all the time. And we got an interesting next two weeks ahead of us, I think. A hundred percent. And, you know, I woke up this morning. I thought I was going to be sad, but it really was just that go birds feeling. I was like, you know what? I'm ready to get into this offseason to put in the work to see what these guys are going to do. I know Mr. Roseman's going to put us in a ton of opportunities to win some more games. So I'm super excited for this offseason. Um, my first question for you being um, 
obviously the season just ended, but what was your favorite part of the season? Because I know you got to travel around with the team and stuff and go to so many different stadiums and watch the Eagles play. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's awesome to go watch every game. I mean, it's one of those things that it requires a lot. Obviously, it's 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 some dedication that's involved to that. Uh, and but going to like during the beginning of the season, like going down to Tampa Bay the first time when we took over that stadium was amazing. When there's so many Eagles fans that are down there and uh, we're all enjoying like a late summer vacation kind of with, uh, you know, the Eagles playing. And then during the whole baseball situation, like, you know, the Phillies and Eagles kind of going, it was that whole time is like electric. Until, of course, when the Phillies lose, because then when the Phillies lose, then, uh, you know, the Eagles kind of lost and then the Phillies lost. And then, you know, we were able to kind of pick it back up because there was still a lot of juice in the tank for all the fans. But, uh, you know, obviously this season didn't end the way we'd like it to. It was like Buffalo was the last game that we the Kelly Greens, you know, that we were two and out in Kelly Green, which is a great thing to think of as well. So, yeah. I got my Jason Kelsey Kelly Green on right now. Yeah, <laughs> Love it's, that guy. Uh, it's uh, it's a shame that that was the last game that we may see him. Uh, I I know that he announced it. I'm still not 100 percent convinced, but I mean I'm 90 percent. I just watched him walk off the field yesterday. I, I specifically he was one of the people that I really wanted to wait and see. I didn't. I don't want to call out to him. I don't want to have like. You know, try to get his attention. I just wanted to watch exactly how he was dealing with things. Uh, and you could tell that uh, he had made the decision that this was his last active player game. Yeah, but like you said, you never know, especially with Jason Kelsey. Uh, that guy, he, it always seems like every year he's going to retire. And then he's like, nope. As we get closer to the season, he's like, no, I'm all in this. So, And it seems like he's just gotten better and better every year. I mean, he was just so great this past year and last year. Um, I think he still has some fuel in the tank, but obviously I'm not him. So hopefully we get to see at least a few more games from Jason Kelsey because I did not want to see last night be his last game as an Eagle. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I kind of feel that he he's his biggest critic, you know, amongst everything else, watching him on the podcast and and just kind of realizing who he is as a human being. I think that he is very competitive and very self-critical. And he would probably say that he had a down season. You know, I like I he never got called for offsides before he never got called for some of the things that he was doing this year. And I, I think that he, you know, he looks at that as like, maybe I don't have it anymore, you know? And I, we all see that he does. Obviously he's still, I feel one of the best centers right now active, you know, if not anybody else, the only other person I can think of as a center is from the chiefs, you know? So when you think of, you know, center of a football team, there's Jason Kelsey, and then there's everybody else is kind of how I look at that. And, you know, I know that he wants to become a father. You know, he's ready to take care of his girls. But they're not in sports yet. So I think that that's kind of the thing. If 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 one of his daughters starts playing a sport, then that, I think, will be where he can start to engage where it not be on a football field. But if they're not playing a sport, 
there is the chance I think he does come back one more season. A hundred percent. And I know just how hard him and really the whole offensive line were on themselves last night. It really hurt to see Lane Johnson in such pain too. Uh, obviously his career coming to an end pretty soon. Not this year. I think he still has a few more years on the tank too, but man, it's just, it's sad to see how we're letting these guys down. I And it, it's hard to determine or determine like, is it a coaching? Is it the players? Is it the fact that we got old, you know, very quickly? You know, when, when you take a beating like we took from the 49ers and uh, the one play that really shows like kind of exactly th- they were just drained as a team in general was that one play where uh, DeAndre Swift got blown up. You know, he got he was running like 80 percent speed and the, and the defender from San Francisco was like fresh still in the fourth quarter. And it that collision was so strong against the Eagles. And that kind of defined that game in general. And I feel like that, that they they felt their age a little bit. You know, they felt a little beat up and worn down. And you don't like that feeling. Nobody likes to feel worn down and such. And still trying to go out there and do your best, but just not have it in the tank. Not be able to do that. I feel like the team as a whole had that happen to them. And I don't think that it's, it's something that is, uh, you know, systemic i think that they could run it back and have a better season next year it's just a matter of hey now we're not playing the super bowl we get a couple of extra weeks off or let, let our bodies heal some and then give it a shot one more time yeah and you, you know what was something that i thought about last night during the game was everybody discredits them and says you know that they kind of fell off halfway through the season but Going out of the Super Bowl, I feel like nobody had high expectations for teams like uh, the Buccaneers and the Texans and all these teams that are doing so great. I mean, this league has just been so amazing this year that it's hard to be the best. And it's easy to get in your heads. I mean, these players, I feel like, get in their heads a lot, um, which is obviously a disadvantage. But they play with such heart and they just want to be the best. And I think that now knowing that they're going to have such great competition like these teams that are in the playoffs now, they're going to go even harder next year, which I'm so excited to see. Right. I think the adversity, they didn't take a lot of adversity last year. You know, when you think about that that Super Bowl run, uh, it wasn't necessarily a cupcake walk, but they did have the easiest schedule. They wound up beating a lot. They wound up beating teams that were over 500, more teams that were over 500 than any other team in the NFL. So it worked to their benefit. However, it, you know, they, you know, we got the Giants in the playoffs and then we got the 49ers who on their, you know, second play wind up losing their quarterback and on their fifth play wind up losing their second, their backup quarterback. You know, so it was like it, was a no matter of time we wound up winning that game and really we were still only two minutes away from possibly winning the super bowl so that takes a toll on you when all of a sudden you again you go out and you go 10 and 1 you're not winning games pretty they are ugly wins across the board but they you know, they're wins still 
and then it just then then the wind leaves the sails, and you're trying to catch up at that point, and it's, you know it, it just didn't happen. It just didn't it didn't work this year, for whatever reason. Yeah, um, I think that this, like I said, though, is just going to be such motivation for these guys. They have everything that they need to win. Um, you know, a lot of people are always are criticizing Coach Sirianni, but he's just been so great to this organization. I don't think he's the problem. I just think that, like I said, these guys got in their heads. I mean, going out of that 49ers game and having all the uh, talk from the 49ers players and everything like that, it gets in these guys' heads. And there was a span where they played like three games in the span of 13 days. And it was just, it was crazy. So, uh, a lot of wear and tear on these guys, and I think that Mr. Roseman's just going to put us in chances to win, like I said before, and add on some uh, coaches to the coaching staff that are just going to be assets to these players because we have the weapons. You know what? And I, I think that this playoffs was a learning moment for Howie. I, I think that he realizes now that you can't just get rid of your whole linebacker core and think that it's going to be okay. I mean, they lost everybody to larger contracts, and it was much bigger. I mean, obviously, even that middle kind of hurt us. You could say it was our safety that kind of hurt us uh, last year in the Super Bowl, but uh, this year, we didn't have the linebackers that we had last year. And that was the biggest, uh, you know, I feel like blunder that Howie could have made. Like that just that, oh, well, we can get by without that. And that, you, Unfortunately, it does take 22 men, you know, 11 on offense, 11 on defense to win those games. And a full roster of 53. You need everybody to be able to do what they need to do. So. And it's going to be interesting because this roster is going to change a little bit. Yes, sir. I mean, when I was on the combine a few years ago with Rich Eisen, I said, for the love of God, how we draft us some linebackers. And hopefully that kind of snaps for him this uh, this draft. Because let's be honest, we need some younger guys on the defense. I mean, guys like Shaq Leonard aren't going to always be there for us to sign in the middle of the season. Right. And and you could tell there was a reason why that he was available for us to sign in the middle of the season. Uh, I I feel that that is not where Howie's strength is when it comes to linebackers. He's afraid to draft them because there's too many, too many that don't make it through the draft. That's why I feel like he goes through free agency for there. It's just there, you know, draft picks are so difficult to manage. And I'm I'm a 100 percent firm believer that you get in the first round, uh, you get a, a very specialized person or an offensive or defensive lineman, and that's it. So you're getting like a wide receiver cornerback if they grade very, very high. But most of the time, you're getting an offensive or defensive lineman because that's where you need your strength. That's what wins all these games. And interestingly enough, in the last seven weeks, it was the, it was the problem that we had as an Eagles team. You know, you could say that it was, oh, well, you know, Jalen Hurts threw interceptions and, you know, that we just couldn't get any any continuity on offense. The offensive line was not 100% doing their job. 
the way that we're used to seeing it. And the defensive line was not getting to the quarterback like they did last year. Yeah. And that that's a real statement, unfortunately. And it's I think that that's that's going to be how they still go. Linebackers in free agency, offensive and defensive linemen, first and second round. A hundred percent. And I think that, you know, the season would have went so differently uh, if Hassan Reddick was such a playmaker like he was last year. This year was kind of an off year for him coming off the edge. Uh, but I mean. There's always next year. That guy is just an absolute beast, and I'm excited to see what he does in the offseason because I know he's not happy with how he produced, and that's really the story for all these guys. I mean, they're not happy with the way that they've produced, but these guys want to play great for this city. They love this city, and I'm excited to see the work that they put in for this city. Yeah, I would like – some of the shining lights that there were last night that as much as there wasn't many, like I thought, I thought Fletcher Cox brought all the smoke. He was fired up still. Like he, he was there to play. Like there was, there was a lot of down heads during the game. That's a, it's the best way I can kind of explain it. I don't want, I don't want to say that they didn't have like the heart to do it. I feel like that they wanted to do it. I don't think that they thought they could, you know, and that's why they put their heads down some, but he was fired up, you know, and Brandon Graham's always kind of fired up. He loves, he loves playing the game. And that's, that's something that can take you longer when maybe you don't have the, you know, physicality to be able to do it anymore. As like, as he gets older, you know, these it's it's tough going up against young kids all the time. So, but uh, it just, I wouldn't mind seeing them both come back because I know that they're both vocal leaders on that defense. Um, but uh, you know, it might be a shame because it might be the last play that we see from Big Play Slay. You know, yeah. and I feel like that he's been, you know, I know that he gets a lot of flack from this fan base, but his numbers have still been pretty good. He gets beat on a couple of, on a couple of occasions. Cause again, he's going up against young kids and some of these young kids are going to beat him some, but he didn't get beat a lot this year. He was definitely one of the better ones that we had. And that injury, I, I, I still haven't heard about what the injury really is, but uh, I mean, that could very well be his last play as a Philadelphia Eagle. That's a shame. Yeah, 100%, because I know him and his entire family love this city so much, just like we love him. Um, and, you know, I feel like we're going to get that shock factor of being lost without him. I mean, he's a great guy in the locker room to have around to hype up these young guys and give his wisdom and his knowledge. And uh, potentially not having him around definitely worries me. I, I agree. I mean, it's it's funny because he he became what we think. Like you may uh, you may have been caught the very end of Brian Dawkins, uh, but he was uh, obviously a very vocal leader and led by example. And I feel like Slay. I mean, there's been a couple people since Dawkins and then Slay, but I feel like Slay is the equivalent of that in a in a verbal sense. He doesn't have the ferocity or like the ferociousness of Brian Dawkins, but I think he's that vocal guy who, 
he knows a lot about football, tries to get everybody in the right position and can only do what the coach is really asking him to do. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, man, I have one more question before for you before we get off of here. Um, we're such positive guys, and uh, throughout my entire podcast journey, I've felt that it's a big thing for me to raise awareness to bullying. So, to end off all my shows, I ask a question, and that question being, in your opinion, what is one way that we can stop bullying for the youth? I, I actually, out of everything that you were going to ask me today, this was the question I was most excited to talk about a little bit. And I, I may be a little long-winded here, so I apologize ahead of time. But I have been working on a program specifically. Uh, there's a there's a group uh, that has has a uh, mantra, the, like fans against bullying and fans against violence. And bullying is one of the things that I have been creating a program for, for me to be able to go into the schools and talk to the student body about bullying. And so something that it would bring sports together and, you know, fandom and being able to relate to the kids. Because, I mean, listen, being young is hard it's just as hard as being an adult and sometimes sometimes you know children get you know rude they don't want to be it's not it's it's part of a learned experience that comes from the home and it gets brought into schools and it creates this bully mentality sometimes this survival of the fittest when all you're trying to do is survive the day from high school or middle school or even elementary school and it creates such a diversity between uh cliques and different things and it's it's really unnecessary you know so the program is you know meant to uh, kind of help just bring awareness to like the listen the bullies that are doing the bullying don't want to necessarily do the bullying either that they have their things going on in their lives and that that creates some of the problems that occur with that. And then you have the one who's getting bullied, who's also feeling that pain and they don't understand it. They don't know why them, but it still becomes part of their every day. And it's something that they fear and nobody should live in fear. And that's one of the things that I have kind of dedicated myself over the last year or so and developing this program so that we could go into schools and as super fans or, or fans of our team and being able to bring that awareness and let that let the bullies know that listen there's people that you could talk to that it's not your fault that you're doing this you want to bring awareness to some of the bullies and you want to bring more awareness to the bullying because i wish we could say that we would solve it a hundred percent but truth of the matter is, is we got to take it one kid at a time. And that's that's the only way that we're going to really be able to put a dent into what bullying has become. Yes, sir. I appreciate you so much with everything that you're doing um, to raise awareness to bullying and just everything that you do in general, man. You're so passionate for this city, which I love. And you're always so positive. You have nothing bad to say about this team which is my favorite thing about you my guy and uh just thank you so much for not only giving me uh your time today but just 
giving me something to look forward to after this loss. Well, I, I appreciate you having me on here. I, I've looked forward to this. I've been watching your shows and such. And I was like, I wonder if he's ever going to ask me to come on because I don't want to. I don't. I know we've met a few times, you know, and I've been so proud of, of what you've been able to accomplish. I mean, you have been fighting the fight on all fronts. And the fact that you've been able to grow in such a way and, and we've been able to watch you grow up as as not just as a as an eagle fan but as a human being and it's been so awesome to be able to witness that and i'm so i you know like i'm sure you probably hear this all the time from your parents and everybody i'm so very proud of you and everything that you have been able to do it's 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 heartwarming and it makes me uh want to be better as a person as well thank you very much for your kind words man uh hopefully we'll see each other at a game this year I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think I, I think we're going to wind up playing Indianapolis, but it's going to be here. You're in Indianapolis now, correct? Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're going to play them here because they're going to be our 17th game. Maybe I'll, I'll have to try to make it out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I look forward to seeing you. And listen, you're not going to be that far from the draft. Maybe it's be worth it for you to take a ride up there and uh, at the end of April. A hundred percent, man. Hopefully we can see each other there, too. Absolutely. Well, I look forward to hopefully seeing you there. Thank you very much, man. Well, thank you for having me.